Hi. Welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Anil Telekapali. He's Executive Director of Business Management over at Max and Integrated, and uh, we're going to talk about the industrial power space. Isn't that right, Anil? Welcome to the show. Alex, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here because power is changing so much. I like to say power is sexy again, you know, do the little dance, because the bottom line is power is sexy again. Once upon a time, within our recent memories, you know, no more than a decade ago, if you were designing a computer, you, wrote, you drew a square on the board and said, put the power supply here. Now, if you're not going into a design thinking about power management, you, you're so far behind your competition, you might as well go out of business. Yep, I agree. Uh, not just power in the big picture. We are hearing about uh, carbon footprint and so on. Power management at every application is becoming more important. I agree, Anil. And um, in the industrial space, that's an interesting space because they're very, very obviously uh, results-oriented. They don't care what color it is. They don't, they're not being convinced by an ad campaign that they need a bigger motor in their processing facility. They're buying a bigger motor because they need a bigger motor. So um, they want simple solutions that work 100% of the time under sometimes ridiculous conditions. Yes. The pressures on efficiency, the performance, and not to mention ease of use are all becoming key. And this is what we hear from uh, uh, customers that are designing the latest industrial applications, not only motors, but also automation, as well as the general purpose industrial applications. Mm-hmm. When you say general purpose, what do you mean there? So it is easy to, when you look at industrial, to say, yep, it fits into industrial automation, process management, motor drives, and so on. But there are a lot of other applications like marine control, you know, seismic uh, exploration, as well as a lot of single board computers and other designs where customers really like to focus on their key value add, their core IP, and power is something that they have to deal with. Well, this is true. No electronics without electricity, right? You bet. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, within that um, space of often conflicting demands, uh, what's Maxim doing? What, you know, what, are you, what, what, are, what are your latest uh, solutions helping move the ball forward here for us? Yeah, so Maxim has always looked at power as an important aspect. In fact, I like to say that Maxim is a power powerhouse. And in industrial space, we have uh, found the most of the latest designs. What's happening is intelligence is moving to the edge. Sort of what you have seen in the communication space a long time ago where not every uh, decision making is sent to the CPU. It's done at the edge. And in a similar way, Instead of coming all the way to the CPU for every decision making, things are done at the sensor level or even at an IO module level or at the actuator level. And this means the power architecture for that is changing. There is a need for more power consumption at the edge than before, which puts pressure on efficiency or power dissipation. 
Does it make sense? Exactly. Yeah, yes. Well, power management, I, my audience has often heard me say power management is thermal management. So the efficiencies within a system cascade upwards and, as well as downwards. Yeah. Now, um, can you tell us about the families of product involved, or is it a specific device, or please elaborate. Yeah, so in particular, what we have found in this is, while efficiency is key, and there is more intelligence moving to the edge, there is also a need for ease of use and a small solution size. Quite often, you know, if you go into large companies, you'll find customers that are very, very familiar with power management. But even there, there are groups where their core function is the motor controller or the programmable logic controller, or like I said, a marine exploration or other functions where power is not their key forte. And mm-hmm. ease of use is a big deal for them because without that, they're forced to learn about the control loop and maintaining the stability of the control loop in power management. So what we have come up with is a set of uh, uh, devices which we call as power modules that Mm -hmm. bring in beyond the voltage regulator IC, the passives like inductors and compensation components, resistors and capacitors, excuse me, all of them integrated into a single device so that it is really easy to use for the customer and they're not forced into figuring out what is the AC response for this? Is it a stable system or not? That's completely taken care of by Maxim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, um, what about this uh, product series is safe, puts it ahead of or compare, compares it to some of the other uh, single chip solutions that are available in the marketplace right now? Yeah, that's a good question. So we actually, let me state them. These are called as Himalaya power modules. It's a family Mm -hmm. of devices supporting uh, 5 volt, 42 volt, and 60 volt input. So that's the maximum input. And at various load currents going from uh, 1.5, 1.7 amperes up to uh, 3.5 and on to 6 amperes. So... The beauty of this part is when we came with this, uh, modules by themselves are not new in the market. Other folks have tried to implement it. But what we did is we added some unique capabilities into this that integrate a lot of components into the module, not just the inductor. So you'll find in the marketplace modules that just integrate the inductor, which is great, you know, better than just the IC. However, the whole compensation circuitry is outside. So the simplicity is not there. So what we did is we pulled in also the compensation components. And some key capabilities we added, you asked, you know, how is it ahead of what's already available? So I want to list a couple of key things beyond the integration. And those are, we enable migration across voltages and currents with pin-to-pin parts. Uh, I'm sure you can relate to uh, um, customers saying, I started a design and the current for that was expected to be under one ampere. And with margin, I said, you know, one ampere is a good part. And we designed it. We had the board spun. And then my digital guy, you know, he changed the requirements. And (laughs) now I need 1.4 amperes. (laughs) Yes, 
it's a moving target sometimes. It is. And what that does is it delays the project. Now they have to redo the whole board and everything changes. So what we did is by enabling pin compatibility, you can simply replace one module with another in the same pinout. No changes and you're set. Well, okay, now that, that's a good advantage to be the flexibility and the scalability of the, system, of the solution set like that. Uh, what are some of the other um, benefits? What kind of digital control protocol can it accept? So today the set of modules that we have actually are primarily uh, analog control. They do not have any digital. Looking forward, um, we would be considering some more digital capability as well. Got it. No, I was just asking in general because the, I think the pressure is towards that direction. I'm not, I'm not sure in the industrial space or in the general uh, application space that need is there, but I felt let me just ask and see if it was uh, available yet at this level. Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, as I said, you know, we play in a lot of power applications at Maxim, and quite often the PM bus and I2C type control is used more so in communications and computing space. In the digital uh, side of it there, it's driven by a lot of the processing capability and you're looking at tens and quite often um, 50 and 100 amperes. In the industrial space, the currents are lower, the digital control is not as much appreciated as the solution size and the ease of use are. That makes a so lot of sense. In, yeah. So in this, we focus more on integrating a lot of the components and providing a solution that is really easy to use without sacrificing the size and efficiency. Got it. Well, and that makes, as I said, that does make sense because the space that you're targeting wants a inexpensive, cost-effective uh flexible and, as you say, size-challenged as well, uh, simple-to-implement solution. So that in that sense, you're, you're uh, hitting the nail uh, right on the head. So I think it's a nice piece of uh, solution set for just about any application in that space. Now, having said that, what kind of support do you offer the engineer to uh, implement your solution into theirs? I mean, what kind of... Um, support both in person and on the design level? Yeah, very good question since we are talking about ease of use here. So as far as support goes, we actually provide simulation models as well as evaluation kits for all of our parts. And with modules, we also have, for example, evaluation kit for popular output voltages. So with the same IC, to make it really easy to use, for customers who are not power savvy, we provide a 5-volt output, a 12-volt output, a 3.3-volt output evaluation kits. And while it is not needed to simulate these designs, since we pre-select the components to make it easy, customers who do want to simulate it, we make a simplest-based simulation model available on our website, which they can also download if they want to, to do the simulation on their own um, computer. Well, excellent. That's always a positive when you can get in there and actually see a little bit and understand it before uh, going any further. It's always a great opportunity to have it. And uh, 
What was the website again to, that they could go to for, to get that? Yeah, so the website is maximintegrated.com slash power modules. Excellent. Anil, um, I'd love to continue talking about the space. Unfortunately, this is a podcast and we don't have a lot of, lots of time, but I always give my guests the opportunity to have the last word on the show. Uh, it could be something more about the product space or it could be something about the app space or it could just be a tip for our audience, but the floor is yours. Thanks, Alex. So one thing I want to mention is for keeping ease of use in mind, what we have done is we have not sacrificed a cost reduction path. So these modules give you a cost reduction path in such that we are the only vendor that actually tells you, the customer, which IC we use. So for example, if the IC is max 123, the module is max M123. What this provides is a unique ability to go from a module to an IC as you reach volume production, sort of like an FPGA to ASIC migration. Mm -hmm. So what I do is, uh, you know, this is a new family of parts that is transforming the choice for users. I would really um, like to encourage you to go to the website and take a look and we provide samples and eVehicles to go check it out. So check it out and see how you can benefit from the efficiency and the size of these parts without sacrificing the flexibility of pin compatibility and a cost reduction path. Excellent, Anil. Thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today and to talk about these new solutions for uh, some long-term uh, issues within the uh, industrial and general uh, app space. So, uh, again, thanks for coming by the show and talking to us. We uh, definitely should have you back in a while and talk some more about the space, but unfortunately, we're out of time today. Alex, thanks very much. I enjoyed the conversation. Appreciate it. Oh, pleasure was mine. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day.